And uh, they're going to say this is actually a third down and two situation and the Rams in no man's land are going for it here. Interesting call. And Donnelly's got time to throw. Now he's going to dart out and Josh Donnelly going to try to run for the first down. And he does. Nice move right at the sticks as he turned sideways and made himself small to get away from Josiah Shekel. And he picks up a Rams first down. There's that nifty scrambling Ricky Ray kind of scrambling ability. Looked like Gumby there. That's a great comparison, Ricky Ray. Yeah, he didn't run a lot, but when he did, he usually got, got it done in terms of his intended objective. Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. And thanks for checking out the podcast. It's much appreciated. If you like what you hear, please share with others. We need all of us to keep this great sport going through what is a very tough time. This sport has never been in peril like it is now. This podcast will always promote Canadian football players, coaches, and builders. And this podcast wouldn't be possible without these awesome sponsors. Remember, shop local. Pizza Hut's in Saskatchewan. Face First Medical Aesthetics on Dudney Avenue in Regina. Mark Greshner Photography. Riviera Ag Seeds in Radville. Double Z Ag Sales in Weyburn. Sass Selects Football and Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina. Now, if you're an amateur quarterback in this country, this will be an interview that you'll want to hear as I catch up with Canadian quarterback Michael O'Connor, who just left the Toronto Argonauts to sign with Dave Dickinson, Mark Mueller, and the Calgary Stampeders in free agency. But first, our local songster, Peter Arrow, has requested to perform a special Valentine's Day song to break the news that one of our podcast listeners just uncovered. Peter? Give it a shot. We got married. I thought I was doing right. But some years later, do you know what I find? The kid ain't mine. No, and you're not my valentine. Joining me now is Michael O'Connor, formerly of UBC, formerly of the Argos, now a Calgary Stampeder. That has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. So just talk about uh, the decision to join the Calgary Stampeders and what brought that on. Yeah, sure. It was a tough decision. I mean, um, I was set on going back to the Argos, uh, you know, but then uh, a couple of days before free agency was set to open, I got a call from Coach Dickinson, and I think... Uh, you know, when when uh, when Coach Dickinson is calling you, you know, I definitely think you're a fool not to listen to what he has to say, right? So he definitely um, sold me, and, uh, uh, you know, that's a big factor. You know, what he's accomplished in his track record of success in the organization. You know, um, they've been a, been a consistent uh, for a long time, you know, and that's definitely attractive, especially as a young quarterback looking to uh, develop a game further and, uh you know, look to improve, I think that's really important. So that's kind of all played a big factor for me and ultimately choosing Calgary. What did he say? Like, what did he sell you on? I know you talk about Calgary's track record, and that's on paper, but what did he say that swayed you to go, uh, hey, I'm, I'm going to join the Stampeders? Oh, that's a great question. Um, basically just kind of told me what uh, told me what the deal would be. You know, both their starter, but come in and compete for the two and, and you know, knowing exactly what uh, what the deal was there, you know what I mean? So that was definitely, you know, a good factor. And then just, um, you know, 
he seems like a really down to earth guy and you know just a great great coach and someone that I think that I could learn from uh, and you know that uh, that is great at developing quarterbacks right and and like I say his track record speaks for itself yeah, he, could, just, he could, convinced me, and I'm excited to go. You, you could end up in a worse spot than being behind Bo Levi Mitchell, right? Like, you can learn by osmosis. I know you got uh, Regina native Mark Mueller, who's a longtime assistant coach there in the quarterback's room. You got Bo Levi Mitchell. You got Dave Dickinson, a Hall of Famer. You got John Huffnagel, who's coached in the NFL. I mean, you could do a lot worse than go to Calgary. Yeah, that's exactly right. There, there's great stability, right? Uh, they've been there a long time, and uh, you know I don't think that it will be switching up anytime soon. So that's that's great. I'm excited, and and like you say, great coaching top down from from uh, Mr. Huffnagel all the way down to uh, Coach Mueller. You know, just just an excellent organization, and excited to get going. Dude, you're a Canadian quarterback. That's the elephant in the room. Canadian quarterbacks. I'll just call it. They don't. They seem not to get a fair shot. How attractive was it to go? to Calgary, where Dave Dickinson seems to not care about your birth certificate, i.e. Andrew Buckley. He got a shot, got in in the Grey Cup, got some meaningful playing time, got to start, I believe, one or two games when there was injuries there. How much did that weigh into your decision-making? Oh, that's that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I uh, it's definitely something that, you know, I was aware of. You know, just right off the bat, I'll say that. Honestly, I think I can compete anywhere, so... But it is, a, but yeah, I know it's def, it's tough because you know I you think t- of myself as just a quarterback. Yeah, right? so so let me At ask you. So, so let me ask you that, Mike. Do you take that as sure. a sh- do you take that as a shot or do you take that as a compliment? Because we've been searching in this country, uh, and I've watched a lot of CFL football for years. We've been searching in this country for a star Canadian quarterback since Russ Jackson of the '60s. Now I don't want to put all that pressure on you, but. I think it would be great if we could have a Canadian guy with a legitimate chance to play in this league that young kids could look up to, okay, like they do in the States with some of their American guys. It would be great to look up to a Michael O'Connor, like kids maybe were starting to look up to an Andrew Buckley. So do you look at that as a positive, or do you take it as a negative? You don't want to be looked at as a Canadian quarterback. Because it's kind of a slippery slope. It's kind of tricky that way. Yeah, like you say, it's there's, there's, there's two sides to it. Look, I'm... Uh... I'm a big believer in, you know, just to kind of give you a little antidote quickly. Yeah. You know, uh, Vic Pedondo, he runs Gridiron Academy out of Orleans, Ottawa. And he basically changed my entire life, you know, because without him, I'm not getting any of the looks down south. Or even, you know, I wouldn't even find myself playing college football maybe without him in my life, right? He was, you know, he worked a full nine to five. Um, but on he would take... Um, he would take his holiday time, pack eight, nine kids in a van, drive to two, three states. We'd go to New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, you know, on a weekend, leave at 3 a.m. on a Friday, be back Sunday night, and he's back to work. And, you know, that, I always kept that with me because if I could impact a kid's life the way that he had an impact on mine, you know, I'd consider my life a success. So, so I always will remember that, and I always – will want to give back so to be honest with you yeah i want to be the i want to be the guy that gives hope to the next generation and shows canadian quarterbacks all across the country that that it's possible and you know if you work hard enough you know there's opportunity for you to find success no just to finish up quick at the same time i don't think about that on a day-to-day basis you know what i mean i just think about how can i 
improve on a constant basis. How can I? What can I do to help the team win? Right. Yeah. And that's how I go about my day to day life. But but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I definitely want to be an inspiration to kids and and have an impact, a positive impact on their lives, however I can. You know, but at the end of the day, I'm just worried about handling my business and making sure that I'm doing whatever I can to help the Stampeders win. Okay, you mentioned this earlier in the interview. Two-part question, your first part. Do you feel like you can compete? Like when you were with the Argos, do you feel like you fit, you fit in? You knew you knew what was what was going on. You could get it done. 100%. Yep, no doubt in my mind. Okay, now the second part to the question, Michael O'Connor. Did you feel like a Canadian quarterback in camp, or do you feel like you were treated just like a regular quarterback, or do you feel like you kind of had that Canadian, well, he's a Canadian quarterback type of mentality directed towards you? Honestly, it's hard to say because, um, you know, when I was in camp with the Argos there, there was, I think, uh, six or seven quarterbacks, right? And I had just come in as a rookie, so I kind of saw the writing on the wall, and, you know, I... I uh, I, I I wasn't really getting much reps in camp. You know what I mean? Yep. Now I think is that a, is that because of my nationality or because there's four quarterbacks ahead of me on the depth chart off the jump, right? Who knows? But but I know going into Calgary, I'll be competing for a two spot. So I I realized that you know at the end of the day, if I get it done, great. Uh, you know what I mean? But that's ultimately what uh, all that will matter. You know. Yeah. But I honestly, I think that I'd get a fair shake anywhere because I I can compete with the best of them uh, in time. That that will be um, shown to be true. So you've got the measurables. You're big. You, you're athletic. You got the strong arm. What do you think you need to do to take your game to the next level to really show that I deserve to be a number two and not just a camp arm? Just keep doing what I'm doing. I mean, I think uh, I think towards the end of last year, you know, I think I. Um, showcased myself well with a limited amount of reps there in Toronto in, uh, in the last game of the season. You know, I think I just got to keep keep building upon that and um, keep getting better. Honestly, I think that I think my time will come eventually. Uh, but you have to stay patient and you got to keep working hard. I mean, look like, look at what happened with Vernon Adams, right? He, mm-hmm. you know, he, he uh, bounced around a little bit before he really broke out. So in this league, so much can change from year to year. I mean, look at uh, Nick Arbuckle, right? Like la- la- last year, or two years ago, obviously, because we didn't have a season. But, yeah. you know, he's a backup to uh, Bo Levi, and, and now look where he's at right now, right? So a lot can change in a year. And, you know, I, I know that um, opportunity will come, but but ultimately it's on me to be ready and take advantage of when that time does come. So lastly, uh, Michael, how have you been able to keep your uh, skills razor sharp when we've had this elongated uh, off season from hell? What have you done to stay active and, uh, you know, not, not just mentally, because the mental reps are important, but also physically? Sure. Well, I spend my off season in Vancouver, so I'm able to throw year-round, which is great. So being able to just uh, keep, keep working my uh, accuracy and, and my footwork, you know, is important for me. Uh, but still able to work out and you know, I'm big on yoga as well, and just keeping the body nice and loose and flexible, uh, limber. You know, I want to play the game for a long time, as long as I can. And I think that, um, you know, the best ability is availability. So just making sure my body's feeling great and uh, keeping my strength up, like I say, keep throwing and uh, keeping the body loose, doing doing some yoga and just uh, 
just making sure I'm feeling good and, and that I'm ready to go come camp time. This has been a great chat, Michael. Uh, congratulations on the new deal with the Calgary Stampeders. And I, I, I think personally, if you're going to uh, really showcase your skills, you've landed in a great spot with uh, Dickinson, Huffnagel, Mark Mueller, and the gang there in Calgary. Thanks for this, Mike. Okay, thank you. Good luck in Calgary. I really believe that kid's landed in the best spot to get noticed because Dave Dickinson has proven that he doesn't care about birth certificates. He cares about if you can get the job done. And I'm not sure that's the case in other centers. Now, I'm really happy Danny Machoch is back in the CFL. He's a guy that does care about the Canadian quarterback. But I find it interesting that the Montreal Alouettes did not spend any draft capital on Adam Sinagra, a French-speaking kid from Quebec, played CJF football, went out to Calgary, and starred with the Dinos. Probably the best quarterback to come out of the Can West in the last 10 years. I mean, you could make an argument for Andrew Buckley, and it would be a good argument, but Adam Sinagra's right there. And Adam Sinagra doesn't get drafted. He gets picked up as a free agent. Once again, thankful that he is. But <laughs> the Alouettes spend some draft capital on Colton Clausen, who I absolutely love. But like I've said before in this podcast, he broke his friggin' ankle. They couldn't work him out. They could only do the uh, video test. You know, oh, there's his video. Okay, looks like he's back. Okay, we know what he did. Looks like he's back, but we haven't done the eyeball test. We didn't get to interview him personally. Hasn't won a championship. We're going to spend draft capital on him, but not a championship-winning, heck, Crichton Trophy type of quarterback. It makes no sense to me, and that's why I think Canadian quarterbacks are behind the eight ball. So hopefully, hopefully Michael O'Connor gets a legitimate shot at the number two spot in Calgary. And if I know Mark Mueller and I know Dave Dickinson, if he's anything like his brother Craig, he will get a great shot. Like I said, landing in that quarterback room with Bo Levi-Mitchell, Mark Mueller, Craig Dickinson, John Huffnagel. What an embarrassment of riches there in the quarterback room. This league has to do a better job. How are we going to look coming out of the crisis? How do we get people interested in the game? How do we get them back when we come back to the stadiums? How do we get the new generation, the young generation engaged? Give them hope. Hope. Hey, I could play the most important position in North American sports at a pro level. Not, hey, you played Canadian quarterback, great. Go be a receiver. Go be a defensive back. Go to Italy for a piece of pizza and some lira. Yeah, okay. So you got Josh Donnelly, who's going to end with a great degree at the U of R. Smart kid, all-Canadian academic student. You got Mason Nice, who's going to finish with not one but two degrees, a teaching degree and a business degree. You really think those kids are going to go play for a piece of pizza in Italy and Spain? How about we promote them here? How about we give them a legitimate chance to make the roster? And if they do make the roster, wow, how about we give some incentive to the team so they're not just roster fillers, so they're not fake quarterbacks on the roster, so that if a guy makes the roster legitimately, you maybe get an extra draft pick. Or you get a little extra in terms of the salary cap. Make it so the teams have some incentive to develop a Canadian quarterback. We're trying to make money. We're broke. We might not come back. We're cutting wages. How about this? Canadians playing for Canadian money. Imagine a Nias. Imagine a Donnelly. Imagine a Sinagra playing quarterback for the Alouettes. Bilingual guy. Talking the language that everybody loves there. Being the quarterback, being on the roster. Just think of all the jerseys you could sell. Wouldn't that be a great business move? And then all of a sudden, hey, Sinagra's there. 
Gee, maybe we should try it in Saskatchewan. Hey, how about Manitoba? Maybe we can take the Bison kid, Catelier, who can throw the ball around the yard and has been to two CFL camps. Maybe we'll keep him here in Winnipeg and he'll play quarterback. People are familiar with him. It's a copycat league, but we need somebody with a big set of stones that's going to do it. I'd love to see the commissioner take the bull by the horns. If you want to, and let's be honest, I don't care what you're doing in this league, whether it's a coach, whether it's a player, whether it's an executive, it's an ego-based business. It has to be to be in this business. Wouldn't a commissioner want his legacy to be, hey, I fixed Montreal, I fixed Toronto, I fixed Vancouver, and I found the next Russ Jackson. We haven't found a Canadian star quarterback since the 60s. That is is embarrassing. Can somebody please find me a Canadian quarterback? Can somebody please fix the three biggest centers? Make them love Canadian football again? Do your part to make them love Canadian football? Market the players? Be better coming out of the crisis. Find me Russ Jackson. We got some great candidates. We just heard from one. Michael O'Connor, obviously Dave Dickinson and Huffnagel, who know a thing or two about quarterbacking. They decided that O'Connor's good enough to bring in and give him a shot at number two. Nathan Rourke in BC played down south. Maybe he'll be the guy that can wave that banner and be the inspiration for the next generation. I already touched on Sanagra. How about Hugo Richard, Quebec quarterback who's out down east and has had a cup of coffee with the Alouettes. And then, of course, Mason Nye is here and waiting in the wings in a few years. Josh Donnelly. We got some great arms. Des Catelier. We've got people that can throw the ball around here. Regina's been a hotbed of quarterbacks for years. Let's turn over some stones and find the next Russ Jackson. But like I said, we need somebody with stones to turn over the stones. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.